Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Delight is not seemingly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 10. This passage from the wisdom book of Proverbs Though worded in a poetic fashion that makes it hard to understand, delivers a very simple message. Someone who lacks the maturity, wisdom, selflessness, resources, or discipline, in other words, fool, is not benefited by physical delights. Things like food, money, popularity, prosperity, power, gifts, authority, all of these things will be destructive to him because that he lacks the maturity, wisdom, and discipline to rightly use them, much less for him to be given rule over those who are his leadership. So delight or having the delight or desires of one's heart is not seemingly or beneficial for a fool and even less for him to assume rule over those who are his superiors. In other words, this passage is speaking of those who do not submit to or try to usurp the authorities that are over them. A good example of this would be that it is detrimental for children to be allowed to rule over their parents. It makes them prideful, selfish, and arrogant. They will abuse and misuse the freedom that they are given. They must be instructed, corrected, and taught to honor the God-given authorities placed over them. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, we read, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Now, understanding that this says to obey them in the Lord. In other words, there is no authority that we have to obey if it's telling us to do something that is contrary to the will and word of God. Nevertheless, we cannot act in pride or contrary to the fruits of the Spirit. Even in resisting, we have to do it with reverence. Nevertheless, when God places an authority in our lives, then it is right to honor and to submit to it, to put our faith in God who puts us all into our proper positions. This commandment about children honoring their parents is the first commandment given with promise, and part of that promise is not only that you will live a long life, part of that promise is that things will go well. For you and I have seen it throughout my years that those who do not honor their parents in word and in action, things don't go well for them because that's where they start learning to be prideful and arrogant and selfish and divisive. They have a lack of understanding how to honor any authority and they end up not being able to function in their place in the body. And instead of working as a whole, they end up tearing down the things that God is trying to build. And that's not a safe place to be, my friend, because it puts you in opposition to the king. In Proverbs 
chapter 13, verse 24, it says, He that spareth the rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him will correct him often. Now, we're talking about the relationship between parents and children right now. We're going to look at some other examples of this, but it's a very simple way to see the purpose in a covering. The Bible says that God is the covering over the father. The father is the covering over the wife. The wife is the covering over the children. There are God-ordained authorities, and they are there for a reason. And if we don't honor those authorities, then we take ourselves out of God's ordained place of protection. But likewise, if we are called to be a covering and we are not walking fully in that function, then we're going to have to give an account not only for ourselves, but for those under us. Remember, Eli refused to deal with his children in the Old Testament story. And not only were they destroyed, but a curse was placed on him and his entire lineage for five generations. That's because the iniquity of the fathers are visited until the fourth and fifth generation, because that's usually how many generations are alive at the same time to receive the influence of the original error. We have got to come into alignment and agreement with the word of God and believe that he knows best. And the Bible says that a parent who will not correct their children, it's because they don't love them. It's because they hate them. Because if you really love them, you're going to want the best for them and you're going to do what is necessary to teach them that there are consequences to listening to the voice of the enemy. And standing in opposition to the will, teaching, and leading of the Holy Spirit. That will apply to your physical children and to spiritual disciples if you truly love them. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 4, we read this, Paul's instructions to Timothy concerning the running of the church. It says those who are in leadership in the church must be. One that ruleth his own house well, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? The above mentioned passage from Paul's instructions to Timothy lead us into our next example of this biblical theme, which is in the area of ministry which in actuality functions very much like a family. Those who are spiritual children are not to be entrusted with too great a responsibility before they are learned enough to rightly represent the family. They are not to be allowed to act in ways that give them a sense of rule over their spiritual elders. Or you'll teach them to be rude and arrogant and assumptuous and selfish, but instead they are to be taught with patience and endurance, and they must learn to be respectful. In this same chapter of 1 Timothy in verse 6, Paul's further instructions to him say this, Do not let a novice lead, lest being lifted up with pride he fall into the traps and condemnation of the devil. It's as simple as this, and I can say this with all gravity because I have been there as everyone in ministry once was, is that immaturity doesn't know that it doesn't know what it doesn't know. And it's a very dangerous place to be because the enemy does. So walk in humility. 
and wait for the Lord God Almighty himself to position and to elevate you. Jesus said this, don't try to get in the high seat or you will be put out of it by the one who has the real authority and put to shame. And that's talking about him. He will dethrone those who position and commission themselves out of time and out of season. But those who are willing to humble and take the low seat, then he himself will come at the right time when he knows they are ready and he will lift them up. He said, if you will humble yourself, he will exalt. And when he lifts you up himself, then you will be honored. Because the word of God says that it is not he who commends himself that the Lord approves, but he whom the Lord commends, God knows how and when to elevate you. Finally, today, as we look at this theme of coverings, we have to look at the greatest example that can be found in all of history, which is our relationship with Jesus. Because remember the opening passage talked about the servant not ruling over a prince. And who is the prince of princes, the greatest prince, the real prince, but Jesus? And who are we but his servants? And it is not good for us to try to rule over him. We don't get to make our own decisions and still call him Lord. In fact, Jesus himself said this to many. He said, why do you call me Lord? And yet you do not do the things that I do. Lord means ruler, leader, the one that we are in subjection to. But if he is speaking and you're not listening, then not only are you lying and acting, which in the time of Jesus, the word for actor was a hypocrite. You're not only a hypocrite, but you're a fool. Because wisdom will put its trust in the words and teachings of Jesus and the leading of the Holy Spirit above self, above men, above tradition, above logic, above the pride and lies of earthly knowledge, above the multitudes of mighty men's, politicians, military tools, instruments, nothing good can come from any plot, plan, intention, or ambition. All good and perfect gifts come from above. So whatever you're getting, get it from Jesus. There is nothing delightful that will come from the workings or assumptions of our own ignorance. Because we are but fools, servants, and children before him except that we have come to worship and adore him and to seek him, his grace, his anointing, and his wisdom. The servant is not greater than the master. And every time the lesser tries to rule in place of the greater, he will be made to remember as he creates messes and distresses that the master has to come and fix for us. John chapter 13, verse 16 says this, the very words of Jesus, verily, verily, I say unto you that the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, then happy are ye if you do them. 
It's one thing to know. It's another thing to do. Don't be deceived. Don't be a fool. Lay aside the weights that so easily beset you and submit to the will, presence, and authority of Jesus. Learn to rest in his power, in his wisdom, in his goodness. Learn to stop striving in your own doing. Slow down and stop assuming that you know anything, have anything to offer, and are more than a fool before the majesty and omnipotence of his unlimited glory. Because unless you do, all of your doings will only prove that you are foolish as all that you've done falls apart around you. At which point you have to choose to either humble before the Lord or grow ever more hard in pride and build your tower of Babel high upon a sandy foundation. Lies. God gave this warning to the children of Israel when they were in this place in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 1 when he said, Woe unto the rebellious children, saith the Lord that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, that walk to go down into Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. O Lord, only you can bring us into true delight. You, your will, and the promises of God are the source, the destination, and all the fullness of joy. Let us be found, laying our pride down, lost in your presence, being taught by the miraculous. Fill us up. Use us, Lord. We know that we are nothing without you. We desire to have a servant's heart. So let us put walk with you. And in doing so, we will get to see and serve the king as he is manifested in all of his glory. My friend, it is wisdom to be submitted. There is positioning in knowing your place. There is purpose in God's timing. There is grace for those humble enough to wait in faith. There is fruitfulness for those who stay connected. There is power, provision, and protection in God's presence. Oh, it is better to be under the covering of the king than to try to do things in your own wisdom and strength. Because if you do, then you are your own covering. And when the stars start falling, what are you going to do then? Are you strong enough to be a covering from it? Because Jesus tells us that that will happen. And that is why he came to bring us into a marriage covenant that he, as our husband, might be a covering over us. 
from it. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 29, Jesus says that immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. O Lord, give us wisdom that we cannot put our trust in any other covering, because everything that can be shaken will be shaken, so that only that which cannot be shaken will remain, and that is the word of God. It is a firm foundation. Jesus tells us that those who believe in his word and does it, he will liken them unto a house that was built upon a rock. And when these things happen, and when these storms come, and when they are shaken, they will not be moved, my friend. Everything else in this life will fail you. But his word won't. It's true. It is the truth. It's a true covering. It won't fail you. But if you put your trust in yourself and in others, in the inventions and intentions of men and of demons, then it won't end well for you. It may seem to make sense in the moment. But scripture tells us that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of it is death. And that we are not to lean unto our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge God, and he will direct our path. And if he's walking with us, then what can stand against us? This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.